Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode is led by Rory McGrillan of the Global Opportunities team, who will be talking about the various international opportunities students at Queen's can avail of. Hello everyone, welcome to our Global Opportunities Focus on Summer information session. It's great to see so many of you that are able to join us today. I want to start by introducing myself. My name is Rory McGrillan. I'm a development officer within the Global Opportunities Team at Queen's. So in terms of today, what we provide you with is an introduction to our team, our team first and foremost. We then give you an overview of the international study, work and career development opportunities that we support and promote and will be available this summer. We're also kindly joined today by Rory McLarnan. Uh, he's going to give us an insight into his experience of living and working in the USA as part of a summer camp program, and in fact, completing that over the last three years. And it's gonna be great to, and very interesting to hear his first-hand insights and what he experienced as part of those summer camps. So we need to mention COVID, uh, just the starting point. So it does seem very strange to be talking to you today about global opportunities, considering most, if not all of us, are dealing with a bit of lockdown in some way or other. And I suppose with announcements this week, there wasn't exactly any clarity on, on when the the dates in terms of when the lockdown is going to be eased. However, uh, the opportunities I'm going to raise and highlight today are for the summer 2021 and beyond. So although the thought of international travel may seem a bit distant at the minute, hopefully restrictions may begin to ease and it will be a normality will return this summer. In terms of advice, we would encourage everyone to research uh, if they are traveling abroad. And a great resource to this is the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office website or the FCDO website. That'll give a lot of information and details on current restrictions and things that you'll need to bear in mind if you are traveling abroad this summer. So let me now begin by introducing you to our team. I'll start with our aim. So the aim of the Global Opportunities Team is to support students in gaining international study, work, or volunteering related experience during their time at Queen's University. In terms of our team, uh, we're a team of six and we're usually based in Student Guidance Centre, but as you can see, I'm currently working from home. Um, however, this doesn't really stop us from engaging with students on a daily basis. So on a daily basis, I'd be in contact with students through email and have regular video calls. On a Tuesday and Thursday, we'd have uh, our virtual drop-in sessions. And similar to this, we hold a range of information sessions, which I'll, I'll touch on throughout the presentation. All of our sessions and information opportunities are advertised on the careers events page. And at the end of the presentation, I will post that link to them. But it's, I suppose we'd recommend everyone just keep an eye on that careers events page and you'll be able to see not only our opportunities, but also the opportunities that um, the career service and external organizations and providers are advertising. So in terms of today, it's really about giving you an insight into some of the opportunities. Uh, we would encourage everyone to Review our website, uh, drop us an email or contact us. Uh, we encourage everyone to follow the Queen's Career social media and basically just sort of begin your research. So I appreciate that there will be a lot of information shared with you, but don't hesitate to come back and contact us with questions and queries. So let's now start to look at some opportunities that are available this summer and going into next year. So the first one that I'd like to begin with is IASTI. This is a, it's a very interesting program. It offers mostly STEM students, 
however it is open to all their subject areas. So if you would like to sort of do a bit of research on the website, you'll be able to see the list of subjects that they offer placements in. They offered pay placements in different parts of the world. So in terms of 2019, we had approximately 45 students that uh, went from Queens and traveled to different parts of the world. So we had students in different parts of Europe, such as Austria and Germany. We had students that went to the US. We had students that went to Japan and South Korea. And it ranged from anything from six weeks right up to a full placement year. In terms of last summer, uh, the number was reduced due to COVID, but there were 15 students that were still able to travel abroad, and a further 20 students were able to adapt and change their placements to online virtual placements. And again, the feedback from those was extremely good. In terms of criteria, the, the main criteria is that you must have completed at least one year of university. So if you're joining us today and you're in first year, uh, this is something that you'd want to keep in mind for next year, but there's no harm in doing your research at this stage. Uh, the process actually involves applying before the deadline. So the next uh, deadline for applications is the 24th, 25th of March, and a link can be found on the IASD website. The IASD website link can be found on the Global Opportunities website. So all the opportunities and programs we support and coordinate will be on there, and there will be links directly to the providers. In terms of application process, uh, it's standard information. So you, you submit a CV, uh, you get a tutor reference, and then there's two documents, uh, 11 enrollments and an unofficial transcript. And you can uh, request them from the Student Guidance Centre. And if you uh, send the Student Guidance Centre an email, they'll be able to electronically provide you with the information. But again, if there's, if there's anything you're not sure about, come back and drop us an email and uh, we'll share our email details again at the end of the presentation. In terms of uh, what happens after application, uh, IASTI gives you access to their database of, database of placements across the world. You begin to sort of review and research them, and you then select the ones that interest you. Um, these could be with private organizations and companies. So for example, students went to the likes of Volvo last year. Um, it could be in a, a university worldwide. So a lot of universities take on students in research positions. So we have students that went to different parts of the US and also different universities in China. And there's also opportunities to work for government bodies. So it's a huge program with a wide range of placements across the world. In terms of support, and this, this is very important, we want to see all of our students supported, you know, with, from the application process right through to you know whilst they're on placement. So I ask you support in a wide range of ways. Uh, they'll be able to advise you on CVs and making application forms. Also, we give you information on sort of completing sort of in or sort of virtual and telephone interviews. But whilst you're traveling or whilst you're living in that country for the, the placement, uh, each country will have their own local committee. And the role of the local committee is to help you settle into the country, to sort of show you the sites and sort of make you feel part of the, the, the culture and part of the country for your time there. And in the case of Northern Ireland, we have a thriving IASD local committee, and they do a lot of work to sort of make uh, students from across the world that travel Northern Ireland very welcome here, and that, that there is reciprocal in all our nations. Um, there are costs involved in the IASD program that you need to be aware of, and uh, basically the main cost is that if you do accept a placement and travel abroad, 
then there's a placement fee of 200 pounds and this is basically an admin fee so i asked to can continue to operate uh, it is a paid placement and the pay is in line with sort of local living costs so you won't be able to make money from this program but you should have enough to sort of get by on and sort of cover your day-to-day -day living costs and rent uh, you may want to factor in then sort of visa costs flights and travel and vaccination costs but there are a lot of past participants who are willing to share their experiences with anyone who's applying so again if you want to speak with someone who has been on this program before reach out to yourself ourselves and we can connect you with the, the local IASTA committee. Okay, so you can see in the slide, I've actually got the incorrect date. I had said apply by 25th of February. That was the most recent cutoff date, but it has been extended to, 20, to the 25th of March. Okay, the next summer opportunity I wanna sort of share a bit of information on is American and Canadian summer camps. Uh, summer camps are a great way for you to develop your professional and personal skills. They are challenging. I've spoken to a lot of students that have taken part in. They would say, yes, they are challenging, but they're very fun and they are very rewarding. The idea of spending nine weeks in a camp with young people may not be everyone's first choice of what to do during the summer, but there are a whole range and rules of camps available to you to choose from. It's, I suppose then it's up to you. You can shape the experience to suit your interests, your skills, and also what you want to gain from the summer experience. So for example, there are different roles available. So you could be a camp counselor, uh, you can specialize in one area, or you can be a support staff in the background if you don't want to be sort of working with the, the kids and activities day to day. There are also a whole range of different camps to choose from. So if you have strong interest or you are skilled in a specific sport, if you are uh, interested in helping young children with special needs, whether that is physical or mental, uh, disabilities or camps there. If you want to work within a, a specific camp that focuses on a on a sort of religious background or a specific church, then there are sort of camps that uh, you can participate in. And then other camps just as sort of girls, guys and scouts. And there's there's a whole range that you can sort of choose from. There are costs that apply. So there's generally two different costs. So you can have one, a lower cost where uh, you fund your own flight to travel out to America, or else you can pay a slightly higher one, which involves the, the camp fee, but also includes your sort of return flight. There are salaries, and these depend on sort of the experience that you have, the role that you take, and uh, I suppose it's not just a matter of choosing the highest salary. Uh, you have to consider what you want to do, what camp you want to be involved in, and sort of what sort of appeals to sort of your choice of camp. In terms of, I suppose, one of the big attractions for this opportunity is to be able to spend 30 days after the program uh, basically sightseeing across America. So from speaking to students who participate in this program, uh, they've done uh, an extensive range of traveling uh, after the camp just to sort of you know, decompress, but also just take us an opportunity to see a lot of different cities, a lot, a lot of different sort of uh, attractions whilst they're in the US. Um, I think it's worth at this stage just to say that it is worth noting that you should check with the, the summer camp provider that you're going to travel or potentially use and just sort of follow their approach in terms of COVID and also to, uh, seek their advice in terms of what their, what, how their camps are going to sort of take place this summer, but also check with them what is their refund policy in the case where the camp cannot go ahead. I think at this stage, I want to invite Rory Rory to turn on his camera and his microphone 
and he's going to give you a better insight into what a camp would look like and what you could potentially gain from it. Rory, thanks very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. How are you? Can I? Can you? Everyone hear me? Okay. Yeah. My hair. Yeah, we can. We can see and hear you very clearly. Uh, Rory, can I get you just to introduce yourself, first of all? Yeah. So my name is Rory McCarnan, and I graduated last year from drama. Um, and I went to a summer. I worked in a summer camp in New Hampshire in 2019. So um, I was going to do it again last year, but obviously because of COVID, I didn't. But um, yeah, so. Very good, thank you very much. Uh, are you glad to be graduated? Or how was your yeah, university experience? I miss the university, I have to say, like completely. Um, it's strange graduating in the uh, middle of a pandemic, but um, I, it's it's more, I think I'd be proud of what I achieved more <laughs> because I came through it. <laughs> but um, no, things are looking up now, so. Very good. And you, you were just saying before we came on here that, sort of exciting news and developments oh, yeah, just um, in terms of career? Yeah, so I just got, I, you know, it's been difficult looking for jobs at the minute because everyone's going for the same sort of jobs, but I've just got an internship in Titanic Studios on a new film, so I'm very excited for that. Very good, congratulations. Um, Rory, tell, tell us a bit more about your sort of choice, your reason for choosing the summer camp and what you did as part of it. Um, so. Like you said, I worked as a camp counselor. So um, there's different roles that you can go for. There's usually like a general counselor and they will look after the kids throughout the day or there's an activity counselor and that's teaching kids throughout the day. And at my camp, it was kind of a of both. So I was both activity counselor and general counselor. A lot of camps will look that way because it's kind of easier. You know, the kids get to know you better. But um, the reasons I wanted to like apply were like I'd always seen Camp America as being an option for the future. I feel like doing it in your your university summers is a really good time because your, your summers are long, um, you've got more time. It's, it's kind of a, it's great to come back to another year of university having done what you've just done over the summer. Um, I mainly did it just because I wanted like travel experience and I'd never been to America before. Um, I felt like going to a camp was a great uh, basis. Like you went there, you weren't just going and arriving and traveling immediately. You were arriving, you were going and living in a state for a period of two or three months and actually getting used to the country and kind of living like a local. That's how I always felt it. Um, you were going and you were earning a wage and you were making friends and you were actually becoming like it was your country. Um, and then you were able to, once that was all done, you were able to go and travel for a month or for 30 days or whatever um, after that. And you felt like you knew the country more, you knew their, their customs, you got used to things like tipping <laughs> in restaurants and things, which kind of you weren't used to before, but um, like it, it gave you a good, a good basis and a good um, home while you were there. Um, another reason was that it would really benefit my degree and my career. So. I can see myself working with in the future and uh, it gave me a lot of skills. Obviously, if you're looking to go into teaching or, or things like that, it's obviously going to be really good um, in the future. So, yeah. Very good. I'd, I'd mentioned just in the introduction, the previous slide, that it is challenging. So the thought of nine weeks working with kids in the hot summer in the US, was it challenging? I, I would say it was challenging, but it was a good challenge. Like you, you get to the end of the day and you know, you've been up from about 
eight o'clock or half seven to eight and then you're finishing on about half nine but it's not it's not like you're miserable you're having good fun you know you're with your friends all day you're with the kids all day you're in a an amazing place and you know the sun's shining it is really really good um and you do get nights off and days off in a week so we would have done uh six days working and then you got one night off and one day off and that could be from you know monday to, to sunday um, and you would usually take those days to go and you know go to a water park or go to the beach or something like that so you always had rest time um and you had an hour off a day as well so it was you, you really used that time to to recuperate <laughs> Very good. And in terms of, so there's a question just from Luke, as I can see there, uh, when, when would you have travelled out to the uh, summer camps? So I left on the 14th of June uh, and then my camp finished on the 17th of August and then I came back here on the 7th of September. Okay, so there's a bit of time either side of yeah. sort of before, before you travel out, before you come home. Before. Camps can be uh you know from about may time usually so mine would have been slightly later compared to some other camps but the majority start in june from that from the first to the 27th i think okay and in terms of plan for the course did you choose sort of drama as a specialist sort of area to to take the students through or is it just something you develop when you're out there we're asked to do it because your background while I, so I didn't actually teach drama when, when I was there. I um, I did cover covered a few lessons when I was there because obviously I had the background in it. But I taught a mixture. I did like arts roles and water sports based roles. So you don't necessarily have to do what your degree is in. But I obviously used a lot of skills that my that I had from my degree. You know, I worked with kids in drama settings, and you know that obviously came into play very well. Um, but yeah, no, you can teach. A whole wide range of skills it doesn't have to be related to your degree um i know there was ones that you know maybe sp studied sports and they were teaching sports or there were ones that studied drama and they were teaching drama or art and they were teaching art so it honestly depends very good and in terms of experience what were the main sort of takeaways from what the dues that you had from a professional personal perspective um so it was honestly coming back you came back with a lot more self-confidence in yourself um, a lot more self-belief in yourself because it's an experience that you kind of you you don't really know how you will cope in it, but you surprise yourself a lot. Like you know, moving from you know your family and and your friends and all to the middle of a forest in another country is kind of weird. Uh, but you do surprise yourself. You kind of think you'll be having little moments of of um, getting really scared, but you actually you you really proved yourself that you can do it so you do develop a lot of self-belief um i think you know i've taken obviously taken the memories um i have great memories with great friends and friends from all over the world as well which is which i love having because i have friends from england denmark america canada mexico spain you know the whole the whole world and we have seen each other since uh there's been a pandemic we, before all that we have seen each other about three or four times so um, you do come away with the, the best friends. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Obviously the skills, you know, that you, you pick up there working with kids and dealing with like problem solving, things like that, um, obviously come into, you know, you, you start to develop them very well. Very good. Just a few questions. There. Um, how did you find Jack had asked, uh, how did you find application process? 
Um, so the application process, it's, it's simple. It's quite long. Um, I will say that, but it, they make it long because they, they need to know as much about you as possible. Um, but there is guidance the whole way. So whenever you're, you're going through the questions, they're like, you know, talk about your experience, you know, your experience working with kids, what your skills are and your experience in those skills, like how many years you've been doing them. Um, but there is guidance the whole way. So you just go, oh, how will I, you know, you might ring them up and say, how will I expand on this? And they'll give you guidance. Um, so I would recommend applying early. You know, now is it, I applied now whenever, or this time in 2019. So now is a good time. And, you know, any time from about Halloween last year is a good time to apply. Um, applying early allows you to go to campfires. So um, I didn't go to a campfire, but a lot of campfires would be run in Dublin. And um, that's where a lot of camps would come and you can research the camp and you can find out a bit more about them before you apply to them directly. And then they will uh, interview there at the, at the actual camp fair. I didn't do it that way. And a lot of people didn't do it that way. Um, I just applied online and they contact you instead rather than you contacting them. Um, trying to think, yeah, so just any tips. Um, chip away, like take a few evenings in a week and just chip away at it each, each day. Um, you don't need to do it all in one because you can get a bit bogged down by it. But yeah, honestly, just take a little bit, little bit by little, and and plan out what you want to actually put into it. So write down your three skills and your experience in them, uh, as well as like working with kids. Like, what experience have you got working with kids? Um, you know, it could even be, you know, if you've got brothers and sisters or younger cousins and things like that. It doesn't have to be, you know you know you've worked in schools or you've worked in like uh, summer schemes here or anything like that although i did do that and it, it is very useful so do put that down but yeah. you know it can be you know a whole range of things Um they'll probably especially this year because there haven't been uh camp fairs they'll ask you to do a video uh that that really really terrified me whenever i had to do a video but it was actually grand it was fine i i, I kind of you know made it sound worse in my head but if you just have an introduction that you're talking to the camera and then loads of pictures or videos of you demonstrating the skill that you want to be able to teach and like put it to music or uh, you know had have like nice uh, fonts and things like that it's honestly fine i just did it with an app on my phone so it's it's nothing to worry about um and yeah so camps will contact you once your application is out um so yeah if you once you get a, you know contacted by a camp um, you know, if you look them up, if you look up the state that they're in or the, the town or anything like that, see that it's a place that you would like to go to. Luckily enough, I went to New Hampshire and New England was a region that I really wanted to see. So it was perfect for me. But yeah, make sure that it's an activity that you are going to be able to, to teach and enjoy and in a state and a camp that you feel comfortable in. So, so do, do your research, yeah. Yeah, do your research. And, and just on that point, there, there will be people listening that maybe don't want to apply for a summer camp, but will be applying for other opportunities, whether it's internationally or local nationally. Use, use the career service and give an appointment with a careers consultant, and they'll give you advice on making strong applications and completing interviews, whether in person or video. Um, Chloe has asked, how did you find travel? Did you travel alone after a camp, or did you travel with people from your camp? So you'll find whenever you're at the camp that you you do make a lot of friends and um like you, you start to you like it's it's actually quite you, you don't think you would pick up friends that quickly but you find you know within the first two days you've got your a good grip 
and that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you'll find by about midway through the camp, you start making plans for after camp travel. Um, so we actually flew, we went to Boston the first day after camp and then flew down to Miami uh, as a group of seven. And while we were in Florida, we met up with another group of about seven or eight about 16 of us. And then over the course of the time, like different groups kind of fed in and out of each other. Um, so we flew to Miami and then up to Orlando and then a few left in Orlando and then we went up to New York and a few left in New York. Um, so it was great to have a nice group and it meant that the costs of like hostels and hotels and things like that was kept down because it was a, a good group of us. But um, you probably will reach a stage where you are on your own. Like I was in Boston for about a week on my own and it is kind of weird because you're surrounded by people for the whole time. But um, you know, to, to suddenly be on your own, it is strange, but as long as you keep doing things and you've got more time to kind of do things that you just want to do. So I was able to go to Harvard. I was able to take the train out to Salem. I was able to do all these things while in Boston on my own. So I'd, re you know, it's, it can be scary, but it's, it's quite yeah. fun. You can you feel more accomplished in a way. Yeah. It's just sort of putting yourself out of your comfort zone. And um, yeah, exactly. the, I suppose the, the only person you can know is yourself as well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kira has asked, did, did you go, which provider did you use? Was it Camp America, USA, Summer Camps, or was it extra? So I actually did uh, AmeriCamp. And the okay. reason I them was because I'd seen a lot of them, a lot of their advertising. I, I'd seen them in the Freshers' Fair whenever I was in first year and second year, I think. Um, and they seemed like they had a really good team behind them and they were always very helpful. Uh, I would recommend them because they, like you were saying before, you pay them a little bit less, but I was actually paid more by the camp. So because I paid for my own flights and things, I was paid a lot more than other people that, ha that hadn't paid for their own flights, um, which was actually quite good while you were there. So it was nice to have them for after camp especially. Um, but yeah, so I went through AmeriCamp. I'd recommend them. But I have heard really good things about Camp America or USIT or USA Summer Camps. There's a whole range and I've heard good things about them all. I'd say they're all pretty similar and, and you know, equally as helpful. Yeah, that's, I suppose as that goes you do ultimately need to do your research on the provider and that applies to any international yeah. programs. So it's just to wrap up uh, this this, sesh, this part of the session, Rory. Um, is there any final advice that you would give the students if they're considering this or any international opportunity? I'd say definitely if you're thinking about it and you, you are, you know, if, you, if you've got that kind of voice in your head, you're like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Just ignore it and just go ahead with it anyway. <laughs> um, there were certainly a few moments where I was like, you know, in, in the month before I was like, oh gosh, can I even do this? Just ignore it because it is the most life-changing thing. It might sound like cheesy or whatever, but it is the most life-changing thing. You come back, you know, with a different view on the world. And you almost look at yourself before it and be like, gosh, that person seems so different to the person now. Uh, so honestly, like, if you've got any doubts, just go for it anyway. Um, and yeah, basically, in terms of application, if you're talking about summer camp applications, you know, expand on everything that you say. Say about, if you've got a, a skill that you really want to teach, say how you would maybe teach it at, at camp. Um, and really expand on that and, and elaborate because they do like a lot of detail in their applications. Um, I think that's everything. I can't think anything uh, else, but I hope that helps. No, that's fantastic. And I'm sure it's not only inspired people to consider 
uh, summer camps, but also just international sort of experience in general. You, are you okay to hang about if there's to the end, just see if there's any more questions? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect, yeah. Great stuff. Um, we're gonna move on to some other USA opportunities. Um, I suppose to preempt this, I would say that in normal times, we'd have uh, further US programs to share, but these, I suppose, this year have been put on hold or already canceled. So I'll take you through some of the ones that are currently available and you might be interested in. So um, students often come to us and ask us about visas and work in the US. In terms of a, a visa sponsor, this is something you can't avoid. So if you want to work in the US, uh, you know, for a, like a placement year, you have to go through an official visa sponsor. The one that we would recommend and direct students to is the Rian Immigrant Centre, and it's based in Boston. Uh, they have a, a staff member who's based in Northern Ireland. And the reason that we would recommend them is that they have an excellent relationship with Queens. Uh, they have a strong track record of supporting Queens students uh, before, during, and after their time in the US. And they're also very cost effective. So the organization is a non-for-profit non organization. And it's, I suppose, the cheapest visa sponsor that we've come across. There are two, I suppose, different types of visa programs that they sponsor. So the first one is their one-year J-1, one-year intern visa, and this is open to all passports. Uh, the reason that's open to all passports is that you have to already have a placement lined up prior to your travel. So if a family friend or contact or an organization has offered you a placement and is going to go through the sort of contract and agreement process with you, then I would recommend you reach out to the Rian Immigrant Centre and just, just explain the situation and they'll be able to walk you through the, the thesis sponsorship process. Um, the second one is the J1 Irish Work and Travel Visa, or it's commonly called the Graduate Visa Programme. And this is open to students who have an Irish passport only and it allows students to travel out to the US without work lined up. The reason I suppose this is a bit more uh, Open is the fact that you can then go for interviews and apply for jobs in person whilst you're in the country. You're allowed up to 120 days to secure the job. Uh, so you can travel out and then you have, let's say, up to four months to secure the job. And then after the 12 month placement, you have 30 days grace period to sort of do a bit of travel and similar to what Ruri was talking about. The second option is open to final year students and recent graduates. And it's important that you, I suppose, reach out to the centre for advice and information. In fact, the Rhiannon Grant Centre are going to have an information session this Friday at 12 noon. And similar to this, uh, you just registered through uh, Webinar Jam. So on our careers events page, which I will post that link at the end, uh, you'll be able to see the information on the, on the session as well as the link to register for it if you are interested in it. Okay, so another program that uh, I'd recommend uh, fine years and graduates consider if, the, if they'd like to go to the US is the uh, Mountbatten New York program. And this is a year-long placement program for students, as I say, in their fine years, graduating from university or even a recent graduate. It includes a 12-month work placement with very reputable companies. And it could be anything from a multinational company such as British Airways or HSBC, right down to a new startup company. So depending on what sort of industry and type of company you'll work for, there are options available. There are eligibility criteria that can be found on the Mountbatten program website. 
Uh, similar to what Rui said, there's an application process that you need to fill in in detail and uh, take your time to go through. And then they would have their own internal selection process before then uh, introducing you to host companies or placement providers, which you would have your interview with them. Uh, the cost is quite high, so this is, needs to be highlighted. However, what you get for the $6,000 program cost is important and should, you should be aware of. So there are shared accommodation. Uh, you get, I suppose, a 12 month shared accommodation. So you'd be typically an apartment with four other uh, Point program participants. And you could either have a bedroom on your own or else you could be sharing a bedroom with another participant. So it's very much like sort of US college university accommodation where you'd be in a dorm with uh, sharing a room with someone, but it is in a sort of professional apartment. The cost also includes your visa coordination as well as a living allowance of just under $1,300. And very importantly, it covers your health uh, insurance as well. The program offers start dates in March and August. And as I said, if you go onto their uh, website, um, you can find out further details. I was recently speaking with a, a participant who took part in this program last year, and they worked for a small law, law firm in New York City, and they had a fantastic experience. So the job they're doing was really challenging. Uh, they were able to meet a lot of new sort of friends and participants, and greatly sort of develop their professional as well as their, their personal transferable skills from the experience. Um, just going to move on to the next section. Um, before we do it, I'll just see a question popping up there. Uh, on completion uh, of this here presentation, in the next, I suppose towards the end of the week or early next week, we'll be able to share a recording of the video and of the recording of the session. I'll be able to sort of keep the information there. If you want a copy of the slides, just drop us an email at goglobal.qv.ac.uk. Um, the next program that I want to introduce you to is, it's quite specific to four schools within the university. So if you're a student, if you're an undergraduate or postgraduate within psychology, if you are a second year or third year undergraduate student within HAP, or if you are an undergraduate student in geography or an undergraduate student within social science, education, social work, we have been able to fund 40 virtual internships with an organization and volunteering group called Think Pacific. Uh, this is a very unique program and it's a new pilot program that we're running this year. Uh, they are going to offer the successful applicants a virtual internship program working in a field and with an organization that the student is interested in. So for example, if you're a psychology student, you might be interested in mental health and you could work with a, a local charity virtually in Fiji or one of the Fijian health ministries. If you are a HAP student and you're interested in working with a local charity, you would complete a virtual project or internship for the charity. And if you are a geography student, for example, and you're interested in sustainability and the environment, you could work with one of the local organizations in Fiji to work on a project for them. Um, if you are eligible, you would have received an email directly from your school to outlining this. Um, in terms of what's included, uh, the, the virtual internship is funded by your school and by our department. As I said, you'd work on a project specifically for one of the Fijian ministries, an NGO, a local charity, or even a social enterprise, and the choice would be up to yourself. Uh, the project itself would be relatable to your degree, or as I say, just now you're interested in. 
Um, on top of this, sort of working on the project, you would get an introduction to Fijian culture and you complete a lot of online modules. You'd have talks with a mentor. You'd have sort of fun, sort of virtual sessions looking at Fijian culture, Fijian cooking, Fijian dance and traditions and folklore. And basically the whole program is designed to sort of give students that insight into Fijian culture and Fiji as a whole. But it's also an opportunity for you to give back and complete a project for one of these organizations. And hopefully they'll be able to then take that forward and implement it in their development and future sort of aspirations. The program itself, it can be sort of full-time for four weeks or else you can break it down into eight week or 12 week program just to suit your flexibility. And the applications close next Monday. Okay, so I suppose I've made reference to some of the programs this year have been canceled or postponed. And in January, the Career Service and our team made the decision that we would develop a lot of programs that would not only develop your professional, but also your personal skills. And I'm just going to go through, there's been six or seven that have been specifically designed this year. And a lot of them do have an international theme. So over the last number of years, we have been working with an organization called Common Purpose. And they deliver uh, a range of global leadership forums. And we have funded uh, 40 places for a program in March. And we have another 40 places available and on a program on the 2nd of July. Uh, the details are on my future, but what this basically includes is a, is a three hour forum. There will be a keynote introductory speak, speech. Uh, the students will then be able to choose from a range of uh, different master classes, which they can go and attend. So, it could be, you know, looking at international careers. It could be looking at areas such as uh, Black Lives Matters, uh, women in business. It could be looking at uh, basically a whole range of areas that students would be interested in and areas that would obviously lead towards your professional de development. You'll attend a couple of different leadership forums and hear from experts from industry. And on top of that there, we'd finish up with a final sort of keynote speaker and then an opportunity to network with other students from across the world. So Common Purpose try to recruit about 10 different universities to take part, and each university would send up between 40 and 100 students. And in last year's program, we had students from different US universities, South African universities, University of China, and then three or four from the UK. So it's a very, very interesting forum. It just gives you an excellent insight into leadership and a range of different professional um, workshops. In terms of this year, the keynote speakers will be an Olympic rower as well as an Olympic sailor. So they'll be able to talk about leadership and I suppose the challenge they face as a professional athlete. So it'll be an interesting event. Um, if you're interested in developing your intercultural fluency, we have been given free access to uh, the Pagodas Project Skill Courses and simply go into my future and you'll be able to get further details on this and how to gain access through registering with the organization. Pagoda provide uh, an in-person program for our students each year called Generation UK. But I suppose with uh, travel being limited and that program being cancelled, they've adapted to developing these other sort of virtual programs. Again, this one is open to postgraduate and undergraduates and it's completely free. Uh, a third program we have developed this year is our Queen Student Consultant Internship. And this is open to undergraduate students from any degree in any year. What we're asking is that students complete an application form to say why they're interested in parts, what they can bring to it, 
and also uh, why the actual theme of the, the, the consultant project is interested, interesting to them. And the theme for this program or this internship will be what will the future of higher education look like in 2040? So the 20 students will be interested to the theme. They will be interested to a panel of experts who will give them background information. We have provided the students with a, a whole range of resources to sort of digest and consider. And then we'll take the students through a design thinking course, a pitching workshop, and then in a groups of five, the four groups will go away and consider what ideas and proposals they can come up with. And then they'll pitch them back to a panel of experts in the university. We are going to launch another uh, internship program for the summer called Working Globally from Northern Ireland. And the idea is that local companies or organizations that are involved in the international sphere will be able to provide paid summer internships virtually. And you'll be able to complete this over four weeks during the summer. So organizations like the British Council, the Washington Island Program, uh, a local brewery, our own departments and another few organizations will provide these four-week summer internships and there will be a thousand pound bursary paid from our department to each of the students that is successful and completes the internship. We're hoping that we'll be able to advertise 10 uh, going into next week and you'll be able to find the details on my future. Uh, going forward in a, in a few weeks we'll be able to offer undergraduates postgraduates uh, the opportunity to apply for summer schools in Utrecht and Utrecht or uh, university that has a very strong reputation in providing online and in-person summer schools. And again, we'll be able to advertise the details of my future in a few weeks time. And then students will be able to review what virtual programs and summer schools are on offer and then make their application through my future. So there'll be subjects that you're currently studying that may be of interest, but there'll also be opportunities to complete sort of summer schools and other subjects that you may have an interest in. Uh, the Washington Ireland Programme is an organisation that usually provides in-person summer internships in the US. This year they have offered a hybrid model, but uh, the application is closed uh, early uh, in February. But they are running a series of forums uh, throughout the coming months, and this will be looking at uh, current, current issues and current affairs. So they'll be looking at sort of again issues like Black Lives Matter, uh, employment and education in sort of the island of Ireland as a whole. Um, so the UK even the European Union the implications for Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And basically getting students to work together on sort of come up with ideas and proposals and solutions. So again, check out my future and you'll be able to see information on that. If you haven't already received information or details, I would encourage everyone to go along to the work experience for today. There will be a lot of sort of local and national opportunities being advertised from employers and organizations, but there will also be international opportunities available for you to get more details on. Um, I would encourage everyone to consider uh, signing up for and sort of following the Queen's Career social media. It could be through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, what we tend to do is we would promote stuff through My Future and put it on our Careers Events page. And then the details of those programs or opportunities would filter through to the different social media platforms that we engage with and promote stuff on. Okay, so I do appreciate there there are going to be a lot of sort of postgraduate students that are, are graduating sort of this year. Uh, there'll be a lot of fine years on this session, but uh, for anyone who will be sort of in the university next year, 
um, there will be opportunities that have been postponed, which we hope will be running next year. So we have uh, we always send a lot of students on the Study China program, and it's a three-week language and cultural program. Even if you are graduating in the summer, it's one to sort of bear in mind for next year and just reaching out to the provider, and they'll be able to sort of say yes or no whether you could take part in this even after graduation. Uh, the Generation UK programme I mentioned, so Pagoda is one of the providers in this programme and they source summer internships in China for two months and it's for students who are in receipt of a maintenance grant and it's tar I suppose it's an opportunity just to gain two months summer internship in China in an international environment in a, an industry or an area that you are interested in. Uh, Project Children are Washington Island programme. I'm going to group them sort of together because they both offer similar programmes. Uh, the Washington Iron Programme are doing a hybrid model this year, as I mentioned, but in previous years and hopefully next year, both will be able to offer their US summer internships for two months. Uh, both offer the opportunity to live with a host family. You'll gain that sort of cultural immersion as well as that professional experience. The different, there are slight differences. So within Project Children, you complete a, a week-long volunteering programme in Alabama with Habitat for Humanity, and then you go off and do your internship. Whereas Washington Ireland program, you set off to the US and you complete your internship. But along the way, you have a lot of sort of policy papers that you work on as a group. And you attend lots of evening events with sort of industry experts and sort of high profile individuals uh, in the US. And before you go in that program, you do a lot of sort of team building as well as sort of voluntary work when you come back. The final two programs were put on hold for this year, but we hope to advertise the leadership program as well as the New York Career Development Program. They have different criteria and just keep an eye on October and November when we'll be advertising this, but both of them are opportunity just to gain international experience in an international location and uh, work with other students just to, I suppose, network and meet Queen's alumni in different parts of the world. Um, I suppose we have a few questions sitting there, but before I finish up, um, we'd welcome any questions on the chat. Um, if you want to reach out or if there's any programs you go away and do a bit of research and you want further information, you'll drop us an email at goglobal and at qb.ac.uk. Um, we, I suppose, in normal times when we're in office, you can't call us, but I suppose drop us an email or book in for a virtual drop-in session, which we hold every Tuesday and Thursday from 12 to 1. And you just book in through my future, through the appointments part of it. And it's just a 15-minute chat about you know, specific programs or just to get an overview of uh, what opportunities we offer as a whole. Okay, so I'm just touching on the, before I finish up, I'm just going to go through the questions that have been submitted. So will the slides be available? So as I say, do drop us an email if you want a copy of the slides and just send us an email at goglobal.qb.ac.uk. Um, but we will be sending a recording of the, this session through to everyone that is registered today. For the Mountbatten program, can you apply a year after graduating. Um, can I ask you, Megan, just to have a look at their website just for the specific details? I'm pretty sure you can, but I don't want to sort of send it. I think it, the best thing to do is to send it specifically to their website where you get the most up-to-date and accurate information. Um, at this stage, uh, I just want to take the opportunity to say thanks very much to Rory. I was very interested to hear about your experiences and what you did as well as what you got out of the summer camp in America. Um, this stage as well, I just want to thank everyone for coming along and uh, attending today's information session. But look, reach out if you have any questions. Okay, thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it.
You've been listening to a podcast from the Careers, Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. To access career support at Queen's, please visit our website go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers or follow at QUB Careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.